Welcome to the Unsophisticated Palate, a podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Join us each week as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. I'm Lisa. Cheers. Cheers. And welcome back. Uh, Lisa, we're at Heater Allen Brewing. Brewing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think I've almost got it down yeah, by now. Yeah. So Heater Allen Brewing. Definitely excited to be back. Uh, it's a kind of a traditional Pacific Northwest cold rainy yep. day. Yep. And and so we, you recommended and we're drinking the Schwartz. Yes. So Schwartz means black in German. And uh, when we made this originally... It was a Schwartz beer, but then the more we read about Schwartz beer and actually Czech-style dark lagers uh, called a Cherny Pivo, we were like, this is much more of a Czech dark lager than it is a Schwartz beer. So yeah, we still have the name Schwartz, but uh, it is more of a Czech Czech dark lager, Czech-style dark lager than than a Schwartz, German Schwartz beer. So. Well, either way, it's delicious. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and it's perfect for a day like today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Um, well, welcome back again. I think I've said that. Yeah. But we'll say it again because I always love having you here. Thanks for having me. Excited about this one because you just got back from the Great American Beer Festival in Denver. Yes. And uh, you were there judging. Yes. Uh, and so we're going to get to do something that I've been wanting to do on the podcast for a while, which is tasting and judging uh, beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's something that's that's very commonly done in the wine world. I mean, it's just like you go for wine tastings and... You know, it's just like, and there's a whole thing to it, right? There's yeah. a whole method to it and how it works and what it does. And uh, and you hear about it a little bit in beer, but I don't think quite so much. Yeah, most of the time, I feel like it's also when people are drinking beer, they're drinking, you know, a full pint. They're not just, you know, going to a wine tasting where I feel it's because you're usually paying a lot of money for a bottle of wine Mm -hmm. um you're not necessarily doing that with beer and so you know it makes sense to try before you buy kind of thing where since beer just is a little bit you know cheaper than wine you know i hadn't thought about it that way yeah that does make total sense right (laughs) i mean you can if you buy a bad bottle of beer you're probably going to be all right and even if it's a six pack you it's not that that much and you give it to somebody else who exactly. might enjoy it, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. But yeah, a bottle of beer, can, a bottle of beer, a bottle of wine yeah. can be an investment. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, exactly. that makes total sense. Yeah. That said, though, I do love, like, getting the flights of beers and, and beer tastings and stuff, too, because um, I think, though, on the opposite side of that is, is I get to enjoy them all, but then by the time you find one you like, you probably have had so much yeah. beer, you're not ready for another, right? Yeah. I like to be the annoying person when I'm trying beer and just just get like, can I get a little splash of that? I want to see if I, I like it enough for a full pint. <laughs> but. No, that I, I that's something I have totally learned yeah. because yes, I mean if it looks good, um, I I have learned it's it's okay and in, in just about everywhere. Well, I guess you can't do it so much with hard liquors, yeah, I guess, yeah. right? But with beer and wines, is it just asks for a taste because if you're gonna get again a whole pint or a glass of something. You know, it's okay to want to know what you're getting, I think. Yeah, and I think most servers, too, would rather you have something that you enjoy and you're not going to complain about. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Get it right the first time. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Or just leave that. And I've had, unfortunately, to do this. And you leave, like, the mostly full glass behind. And servers, if you see that, ask. Yeah. I, I hate them when they don't ask. And so sometimes, I don't know, I don't want to complain. Yeah. But anyway, we're, we're totally Yeah, fine. we're getting on a tangent now. We're total tangent. <laughs> uh, but it's all beer and beer tasting. So, yes. so we'll bring yeah. it back here. Yeah. 
So tell me a little bit about the Great American Beer Festival uh, and kind of what it is and and how you got to be part of it. Yeah, so the Great American Beer Festival is the largest competition in the U.S., beer competition. I believe this is the, I want to say, 32nd year that they had a a competition there, a judging competition. I feel like it's been going on longer, but I believe the first couple of years they just, it was just a beer festival and then they added the judging element to it a few years after they started it. I can't remember the numbers right off the top of my head. I'm horrible at remembering numbers. I do know that there were about 300, over 300 judges. Wow. National and international. They do uh, bring in some uh, international judges as well. And it takes place over three days. Uh, You have a morning session and an afternoon session. Uh, You're judging with the same group of people for like the morning session as you are for the afternoon session. There's a couple of different ways you can get to become a judge, a beer judge. There's um, an organization called the BJCP. It's, uh, I actually do not know what it stands for. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But uh, it is a it is a group of beer judges. I think it's like beer judge something something. Yeah, so. That would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cert- I'll, I'll believe Certification it anyway. something, you know. Okay. Um, so uh, BJCP judges, you go through, it's a pretty rigorous process of testing and stuff like that, where you have to go to a number of competitions and you have to steward, which is essentially the people behind the scenes of a judging competition that are pouring out all the samples because it's all blind. So you do that for a while. And once you get enough points, then you can like, I think, sit and take a test. So if you're ready to become a judge. Um, Nowadays, I feel like most of the people that judge at um, GABF and other beer festivals are professionals in the industry. So to be part of the BJCP, you don't necessarily have to be a professional brewer. A lot of people now at uh, GABF are professional brewers or just professionals in the industry. So what I had to do was fill out an application. And then with that application, you have to have three references. Okay. Usually they want at least one to be from a professional brewer. So yeah. And then there's a usually a pretty long turnaround time. So you submit your application and it's usually a couple of years before you get asked to judge. Yeah. Okay. Um, It's shorter for ladies because, (laughs) because they're trying to get more women judges as they should. Yeah. So uh, for me, I think it was, I turned in my application and in like spring of 2017 and then um, my first year judging was fall of 2018 okay. at GABF. So I was actually 2019. This year was supposed to be my first year because when they accept you, they're like, your first judging will be GABF, blah, blah, blah. And it's usually like a year or two away. Mm-hmm. Mine was 2019, but in 2018, they needed extra judges. So I got bumped up. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Never argue with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Well, I guess tasting and judging. Are they, I mean, they're fairly similar, I would guess. I mean, one of obviously you're actually judging, but you would probably approach them the same. Uh, Yes? No? Yeah. Yeah. You're looking for similar things. I think when you're tasting, even if you're just doing a tasting for fun or if you're, you know, having a beer flight, um, you're going to probably look at similar things. You're scrutinizing a little bit more when you're judging, obviously. That makes sense. Probably than when you're, when you're just tasting for fun. But yeah, usually the first thing, and everyone I think probably does stuff a little bit differently, 
when I'm uh, when I'm judging, I usually as soon as the beer gets put down or close to when it gets put down, I'm going to look at the beer and then smell the beer. That's just, it's going to be, you're going to have a really good fresh aroma shortly after it gets poured. And so um, that's the one thing with judging is that it does take time to do it. So you want to these beers to be like in the best shape possible and give them all like kind of a same chance. So you don't, you know, you want to try to smell it as soon as it gets put down. So you're not letting it just sit there and warm up. And uh, Yeah, because that will, that will change things, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Aroma and appearance, and then obviously you're going to taste the beer. Typical things that you notice with beer, you're going to notice bitterness. You're probably going to notice carbonation, um, and a lot of these have to do with like mouthfeel as well. Sweetness, sourness, all of those um, sensations that we get from eating and tasting. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're going to notice those with beer. Then obviously uh, aftertaste and finish. Um, and then from a judging point of view, you're maybe not going to necessarily do this if it's a just for fun tasting, but you're going to talk about the technical quality of the beer. And if you're judging a competition like GABF, you're going to look at how close it is to the style that you're judging. Okay. So, so let's walk through these if you don't mind. Yeah. And actually what you just said makes sense. So I actually want to start there. Um, the style you're judging. So obviously you're going to judge each one differently so they'll be categorized uh as by is it by type of beer or how or just i mean and i'm sure it's different everywhere yeah uh just a high level yeah there's different there's different competitions most competitions you're judging you're judging to style so say uh a schwartz beer for example if you're judging that's the style you have is i actually think at gabf it's european dark lager there's certain criteria that that beer should exhibit. It shouldn't have a super high alcohol content. It should be a certain col- in a cr- certain color spectrum. Um, it should have, you know, a certain carbonation. There's all of these little criteria. Do they tell you what you're going to judge beforehand? You don't know until you get to Denver. Mm-hmm. So um, you fill out, they have you fill out a sheet of what kind of you would prefer to judge. Okay. But then you don't know what you're going to be judging until until they have an orientation Tuesday, which usually because usually the first session is Wednesday morning. That's when you get your sheet. That's like this is these are the styles you're judging. Okay, and that works. And then do you do some quick research on that or do they provide some guidelines? They have guidelines. So they have a book that they give you and past years, they actually will send it out to all breweries that are part of the Brewers Association. Now they're trying to do things more online for brewers You, in order to go to the style guidelines and say like, oh, where do I want to enter this beer? That's all online now. But for the judges, they do print out a copy. Okay. And then um, before you're judging the style, usually as a table, you'll someone will read through and people, if you have any questions, you can ask your fe- fellow table mates if you have a question about the style or you know, how do you feel about this according to the style and different things like that. Okay. And that, that all makes sense. And that, cause you've got to understand what you're, and which I think actually is helpful too, because I'm just kind of getting this, A, it's very important if you're judging to know what basis you're judging on. (laughs) But I'm also thinking if I'm walking into a tap room, um, and I just kind of want to try something out that gives me an idea of, I should probably, you know, 
know a little bit about the beer I'm tasting and or uh, ask questions of yeah. whoever's pouring, whatever, and kind of get a rough idea of what a European dark lager, is that what yep. we're drinking? European yeah. dark lager is and or would be. I mean, I guess you can just taste based on beer, but you need a point of reference somewhere. Yeah. By contrast, I'll talk about another competition that takes place here in Oregon, the Oregon Beer Awards. And that is more, you're not judging specific to style. Rather than in a competition like GABF, the different styles of Pilsners will kind of be put out. So you're judging all of the German style Pilsners with all the other German style Pilsners. Um, you're judging all of like the Bohemian style Pilsners with the Bohemian style Pilsners, et cetera, et cetera. The OBAs, it's all the Pilsners are together. Oh, okay. So there's different categories that it's, you know, you'll have like Kolsch style and like cream ales and blondes will all be in the same category, like okay. kind of like light ales. Yeah. So you are using the style as a base, but one of the things that I think is kind of cool about the Oregon Beer Awards that they've always said is that, I mean, first and foremost, the beer should be like enjoyable. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, I mean, it, so that's when I've judged that one, it's kind of like, you know, would you want to drink an entire pint of this? You know, type. Uh, okay. I, I try I like to think of approach. it in that yeah. way. So, yeah. whereas, I mean, you're thinking that too with GABF, but. I think it is a little bit more technical. Yeah. Well, and I'm also thinking some of that, and you can correct me on this because I know neither about either. One, I'm imagining the Great American Beer Festival is much larger than the Oregon oh, yeah. Beer Festival. Yes. So part of that is when you've got <laughs> thousands of entries, you can get a little bit more technical yeah. and narrow them down. When you've got fewer, you kind of got to group them. But I like that, though, because when you're grouping them like that, then it is really about, you know, what is the best beer or best tasting beer i guess like you said in general uh that that kind of fits in this category as yeah. opposed to does it meet all these specific exact requirements yeah so you could have a variety of different beers that win medals at the oregon beer awards whereas for gabf you know it's the german style pilsner is going to be a german style pilsner <laughs> that wins so at least for the most part yeah <laughs> some people sense. some people are a little liberal with their where they put beers it's kind of an art, I feel like. Too. <laughs> there you go. Pick where, your category. Where to put your cat? Yeah, yeah, where to put where to put your beer? <laughs> no, and and just because this stuff is popping up, because uh, as you're talking, I'm I'm listening, so all yeah. the questions are coming up. So awards. Now, that makes me think with wine, everyone's I've got a gold medal or a silver medal or a double gold, and and yeah. those actually <laughs> mean stuff to yeah. a degree. I mean, you know, there's a bajillion different festivals, and they're all grading and you know so you can get a gold medal you can't get them that easy but they they may they give out several etc yes, but anyway you yeah. hear and read about them everywhere you don't hear about that as much i think with beers um is that do you, do you have any idea on why or is that you know i think it's because i think part of the reason is just because beer is made year round you're not necessarily trying to sell like we talked about at the beginning you're not selling or trying to sell a $70 bottle, talking about awards and stuff that you win, I think can help breweries, but I don't think it makes or breaks breweries. I don't think that there's enough people out there that are like, well, I only drink beer that has won a gold medal at GABF. <laughs> like there's just because there's not a lot out there. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. It's it's a, a, a whole different way of approaching it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So I think it's I think that's why you're trying to sell something that's a little bit more expensive with wine. So I think that's maybe why they 
kind of push their their awards a little bit more. Yeah, got to differentiate yeah. a little bit more. So, and, you know, maybe beer drink or beer makers are a little bit more humble too. I don't know, maybe. And and uh, but you you got to be proud of, of, of. Should I should I even ask if you guys have awards? We well yeah. So we <laughs> haven't. We actually. Uh, we've only entered GABF. This will. This was our second time entering GABF. Okay. And we did not win anything. Um, I haven't it's gotten prime. the. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. So we get all the feedback, which is nice because you can know. Oh, why didn't people like this beer? Why didn't it move on? Um, and then next year you can maybe be like, oh, this beer really should be in a different category than it is, um, and decide certain things based on the feedback you get. Yeah. It's also, uh, we have won a couple of the Oregon Beer Awards. Nice. Okay. That won a gold medal last year for an export lager and then won a gold medal the year before for a, it was a beer called uh, Blockhouse Beer, which was done for a art museum event. It was mm. one in the his- historical beer category. Oh, there you go. So... Yeah, and GABF too. I've talked to people about it. It's it's a huge competition, and first and foremost, you have to make good beer, and then second of all, you have to be lucky because how your beer gets placed in flights and stuff like that can kind of make or break whether it is even going to make it to get a medal. That makes so, sense. Okay. Yeah, requires a little bit of luck as well. Yeah. But. <laughs> okay, and that and that makes total sense. But you're still yeah. proud of. of I'm. You got oh, some yeah. gold medals. I, I mean, no, yeah, I, lo- I love. Yeah, no, I'm super proud of the gold medals that we've won, um, specifically because they've been my recipes. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> I know people who won gold medals. Yeah. I'm going to tell people that yeah. now. Okay. So uh, now we're now let's get into this. So we start with appearance. And, and we've got a couple of different forms here we're looking at, but, but talk to me a little bit about appearance and again, partly from judging, but also very much from, um, again, I just, we're, we're in a tap room and we just got, we got our Schwartz and, uh, and we're just kind of, again, we're, we're probably not going to be as, uh, this may yeah, sound wrong technical. to say pretentious or yeah. technical, maybe as if we're tasting wine or judging a contest, yeah. but I, I still think it's a, a fun way to approach it so yeah yeah so you know i mean i feel like a lot of the time you get you get a beer you kind of look at it look at the color if you order a stout and it's clear that's you know (laughs) maybe be a little bit weird or that it's yeah pale in color so yeah i think that's one of the things is looking how the beer looks and whether it's cloudy or clear and that can be based on um whether it's like filtered or unfiltered or sometimes it's just I mean, we make unfiltered beer at Heater Allen, but oftentimes it settles clear. So it's got to fit. I think that just gets back to fitting the expectations for that style yeah. pretty much, right? Yeah. So it should, if it's, you know, hazy, it probably shouldn't be clear. If it's, you know, yeah. clear, then it probably shouldn't be hazy. Yeah. And, and, and uh, like I said, dark should be dark, light should be light. Exactly. And so it's really just kind of looking at it. So, and, and is there anything uh, other than what you would normally expect is there does that tell you anything other than hey it's a cool color oftentimes you can actually look at the head retention so how much foam is on the beer and stuff like that and that can give you an idea of carbonation um, which you're you know you're kind of looking at for judging especially for certain styles if it's supposed to have um, high carbonation levels like a German style Hefeweizen typically has very high carbonation. So you would want to see some head retention. 
But yeah, other than that, I mean, I know I know some people don't like to have beer foam, but it's hard to produce a good beer foam. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. so we like it. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. And that does get to what you were saying, too, is getting to it early as well, yeah. right? So that you, yeah. you're getting it while it's there. Before so yeah. It yeah, and usually you also can do like a little swirl I'm doing now and get the get the carb level to make a little bit of a little bit of a beer foam <laughs> okay um and then uh, another quick question on this and i'm just these are just off the top of my head so we're just we're rolling with it if so say the appearance it, it say it is a stout let's just go with that example uh and it's a lot lighter than you would expect but everything else on it is amazing like the best stout you've ever had i mean do you mark it down or or, or i guess you'd note that hey it's too light but then when you go to ultimately judge I mean, is it like each section gets points and then the way, yeah, the way I do it, the form that Mark and I are looking at a GABF judge tasting notes form and it has certain sections and then it has these little scales that you can do from like appropriate to non-appropriate. I actually don't really like this layout that much when I'm judging because I think that overall, I, I mean, I do kind of like. I do like the appearance and aroma. I think that gives you a good base on a beer, but then all of this is just kind of like, because the beer should come together cohesively. Like, and so I think that this kind of just muddles it out and separates it out too much. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it should all blend together really nicely if it's a well-made beer. So, but yeah, as you're going back to the stout question, if it's just a little bit too light on appearance, but otherwise is a really good beer, it would probably move on unless there were better beers on the flight or a beer that was maybe just as good, but it had the correct coloring. Mm -hmm. Okay. So no, no, that but. makes sense. I'm just kind of curious. I mean, like <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah, if every, yeah. in every other way, it is like the perfect stout, but it's light in color. Yeah. And does, so it, it could potentially get dinged if there's another perfect in every way, yes. way stout that just yeah. has a little bit better color. But yeah. if not, it might, it, it could potentially win. Yeah. Out. Okay. Well, and that's why you have like an, another, like a little section at the bottom that's like other comments. So you could say like, you know, really enjoyed this beer. It was delicious. Thought it was a little bit light, but other, you know, so yeah. you can, you have room to tell the brewer like, Hey, I really like this beer, but you could improve in this you know, section. Gotcha. Which is why you're looking forward to getting some of the feedback on yeah. yours. And again, some of that you may look and go like, oh, hey, maybe we should make this a little darker. Yeah. Some of you may look at it and go like, no, that's what we were trying to do. Yeah. So that's fine if it doesn't win the award, but it did everything we wanted it to, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. We wanted a light stout for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So aroma, obviously we're going to smell is the and we're just kind of smelling this one. Is there anything in particular you're, you're looking for there? Again, I'm assuming that each style would have particular aromas you're looking for so let's start there it's kind of i mean again going back to wine tasting you're going to have different flavor profiles but beer you do you know give it a sniff with the schwartz like i get some dark chocolate i get a little bit of coffee i get kind of this roasted note that is you know definitely from the malt and so, yeah, you're looking for, for a beer, like an IPA, you're going to be, you're probably going to get a lot of like fruity or um, earthy, piney citrus from the hops. Um, you're going to get a lot more of that than this style is more malt driven. So you get more of the malt flavors and or malt aromas than you do hop aromas. But yeah, you're looking for that. And the one thing I always say about tasting too, whether it is wine, beer, or spirits, when you're tasting, people like to tell you no, you're wrong. And <laughs> I hate that because it's just like, 
everyone has a different nose. Everyone has a different sense of smell. And so someone might be getting pepper and you don't get it, you know, it's, and that's, and that's totally the way right. it is. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think that it's it's one of those things where some people try to be a little bit too pretentious about it. And it's like, no, it's, you know, something to enjoy. Yeah, so. you're going to smell what you smell. <laughs> exactly. And everyone's going to smell some similar things and not. And I've had it before where I haven't smelled it. And then somebody said what they did. And like, yeah. like I said, oh, and this one I smell a little bit of, I don't know, nuttiness or whatever. Yeah. And then I go back and go, oh, you're right. Yeah. Now I get it. Or pepper. Now yeah. I now I do. And so sometimes it's a little suggestion or what you're looking for. And sometimes, again, even if I don't, that doesn't mean they're not. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would agree 100 percent. Yeah. 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. You know, you can't tell me what I'm not. Exactly. You know, exactly. Um, and so that's good. OK, so now we've we've looked, we've smelled and we get to taste. And and this one is actually you're, you're talking about this a little bit. It's broken down by taste and mouthfeel. But a lot of them, you're saying that's kind of one and the same. Yeah, for me, those two are very combined because uh, a lot of the taste has influence on the mouthfeel and vice versa. So I would, if it was up to me, I'd rather look at them together. So yeah, you're looking for different characters that you would expect in that beer. And again, you can get different flavors like from this, again, I get kind of a lot of chocolate. I get some roasted malt, uh, some of those types of flavors. Again, if you get, if you're drinking something like an IPA, you're going to get a significant amount of bitterness. And there is like even a, bit, a little bit of bitterness in this too. Yep. Yep. From the hops and the roasted malt. So yeah, it's that's, and the mouthfeel is going to be the alcohol, the carbonation, the overall body of the beer. Is it thin? Is it you know, heavy. And I just feel like those, the taste and mouthfeel kind of go, go together a yeah. little bit. So, yeah, I, and I would agree with that. And, and mouthfeel was one I kind of struggled with for a while until I realized it's as simply as like, you're just, how does it feel in your mouth? I mean, yeah. it's that basic, right? Is it again, is it carbonated? Is it light? Is it, you know, what, how is how's it feeling while it's in there? And, and it should be, uh, one would hope a good experience, yes, right? Because yeah, if yeah. you get in there, you're just like, "Ooh, that's just not sitting right." And I've had some that it's just, you know, they smell good, they do all this, but it just, I don't know, for whatever reason, yeah. feels either heavy or dry or I don't know something in there, and you're just like, "That's not normal." Yeah, there's some you can get like an unpleasant one. I I get a lot with beers is like a cloying, like a sweetness that's kind of like that sticky sweetness. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's well. Anyway. <laughs> not not your favorite <laughs> yeah I, i've had uh i've actually well see i i really like sweet i've got a real bad <laughs> sweet tooth but that said it's only certain ones yeah now, uh, there's a couple i want to say there's a stout or two um and maybe one other thing that i've had that have that where it works but yeah. in general yeah not so much yeah and it definitely is to style too because there's some styles like a barley wine for example is going to be pretty sweet mm -hmm. um some uh, higher alcohol beers sometimes the alcohol comes across as a little bit of a sweetness as well um, it just shouldn't i feel like it should it can be sweet but it also should be like balanced and not you know overly sweet got it got it yeah okay i like it okay so now now that we've got there now we kind of get to the aftertaste and finish so uh, again i know that there's certain things that you know again a certain style of beer should have and you're looking for those but what kind of generalizations maybe around some of that so for yeah aftertaste 
I, it, it, again, it kind of like depends on the style, but I like a beer that kind of like finishes. Like I don't, I have maybe a little bit of a hint of that beer, but I don't have a lot sticking around. At least that's what I like. So that just, so that the finish would be, you know, you've got it, you're, you're done and it's yeah. not lingering basically yeah. kind yeah. of a thing. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So, um, it finishes and it, it's kind of, it creates this like thirst quenching thing that makes you, you know, want to pick it up and have another sip Have another of it. sip. Yeah. That, actually, this one's doing yeah. that to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Okay. I, and I, I get that feeling. There are some when you're done and it does, it kind of sits for a little while yeah. longer, as like you said, and then there's some when it's just done and you're like, I want yeah. another sip. I want to drink okay. more of that. Yeah. Okay. So that's your aftertaste <laughs> and finish. Then. Yeah. Anything else on, on that one? Um, no, I think that's pretty much it. And again, it's going to be different for different beers. So, okay. Yeah. And then this one says technical quality, uh, is also on there. So, yeah. So that's going to be, if there's any, if there's any flaws to the beer and a lot of those, uh, which actually going back to aroma real quick, you will, a lot of the flaws that you can get, um, DMS, diacetyl um you're gonna smell it in the beer a lot of the time you'll also taste it as well but you'll get that early on so that's kind of technical quality is related to that and also just I kind of look at it as too is like does the beer fit is it cohesive how does it taste overall you know does it have any flaws all of that sort of thing is it you know, is it clear? Can you know yeah. those those sorts of things? So okay, and and so this is kind of a that that would be like an overall yeah kind of a score maybe yeah yeah okay. like this one goes excellent, very good, good, acceptable, needs improvement. So it's like it doesn't really. I feel like it. You know, you should almost have a bat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's the nearest garbage improve? can? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. On some Although, of them. Have you had some of those? Yeah, I've had some that are just. Like a a beer that was uh, sour that shouldn't have been sour. It was a style Mm. that was sour. So stuff like that you'll get sometimes. Um, You get, I feel like you get very few that are, you know, really, really bad, um, especially in a competition like GABF. But, you know, you do get them. Yeah, because I, now, is that just somebody's feeling really brave and they're just rolling with it? Or could that be that something went wrong with their beer and it's just unfortunate? Uh, either, either case. Yeah. The, the one I was talking about that we had that was sour. All of us were talking about it. We almost think that it might've been, it was bottled. It wasn't bottled very well. And so Mm -hmm. then it got infected, Mm -hmm. um, or just had too much oxygen get into it. So, I mean, you can have that, like that's part of the risk. That's why, you know, if you see, if you see a note, that's just like, this tasted sour, you can be like, oh, I should look at my bottling practices. Cause I might've messed up somehow. Yeah. Cause that beer is not sour. Like it shouldn't be sour. <laughs> yeah. That that's telling, Hey, maybe that's why I didn't do yeah. so great. Now let's look at what we can do to improve. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then I like to throw out there, cause this is something that I got from the wine tasting episode we did that, that I hadn't really thought of, but I think makes a big difference when you're tasting just about anything and that's that you know you do the you do the the look right the appearance the the aroma the taste but i think what a lot of people don't do is you stop and take a second to kind of experience and or think about it yeah 
Uh, and it wasn't until I started doing that uh, with, again, wine is kind of my reference point to a degree yeah. with a lot of this, is that I started really noticing, oh, there is this flavor, or that's what I'm supposed to be tasting, or or, or getting used to, okay, this is what this particular grape tastes like. And I find that the same is, is with beer. If you just kind of, you look at it and then you just drink and then move on, yeah. and you don't take that second or two to pause and think about it, you're not really experiencing it fully and and registering i think everything that you're you're tasting yeah that's yeah just my two cents yeah no exactly <laughs> take a minute take it in yeah I did, <laughs> think right? about it yeah enjoy it i mean honestly yeah, that's yeah. i think what i didn't do often is is take a second to just enjoy it right you're drinking a, a great beer uh, yeah or whatever it may be uh so why not take a second and just like, like, let it sit for a moment yeah. and enjoy. It. And you should do that. I'm actually you probably should do that with everything, food and, and all the other kinds <laughs> yeah, of things, right? Exactly. Too often, I know me personally. Anyway, I'm just, I'm. It tastes good, so I'm wolfing it down. And you don't t- stop and take a second to actually like really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. I feel like I should also, since I really think this book is great for um, beginners and people who want to know more about beer but aren't super technical. This beer book I have out, Tasting Beer by Randy Mosier, it's a very great like intro, I feel like, to tasting beer. It also covers technical brewing, but the way that he explains it is very simple and easy to understand. And I know there's a lot of people that really like this book, and it it even has like a little style thing in the background, so you can learn more about styles you're tasting. It it has a thing of food and beer pairing in here, and glassware, and how to, if you wanted to do your own tasting, how to do your own tasting. It's a little history in there. So that's got yeah. a little bit of everything in there. I yeah. love it. Oh, some recipes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Staging a beer dinner, all sorts of stuff. So, so. Tasting Beer by it's, uh, <laughs> Randy, Randy Mosher, Mosher uh, which is M-O-S-H-E-R. Yep. Okay. Note, I might have to get myself a copy of that. <laughs> and I think it comes highly recommended. Yeah. And uh, if you're recommending it, then I'll, I'm accepting it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Excellent. it's a it has some really interesting stuff and like history and all that stuff too. So yeah, all the fun facts that we love. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Anything else to kind of share on wine tasting, judging, beer tasting, judging? <laughs> yeah, that would be it. <laughs> I know what I'm drinking. I swear I do. Um, um, yes, on beer tasting and judging. But I'm I'm going to get on my little high horse for a minute. Oh please. But, um, I feel like one thing that people they talk about a lot in wine, but they don't talk about in beer is proper glassware. Mm-hmm. And the pubs and such of the world just have shaker pints, which is essentially a standard pint glass that you would think of. If you think of a pint glass, it's probably a shaker pint is what you're thinking of. And it's called a shaker pint because they're meant to shake cocktails. They're not meant for beer. Oh, um, I My thing is that there are certain glasses that are uh, really great for beer and if you're really into pilsners, say, uh, maybe look up and be like, oh, what's what's a pilsner glass? And try drinking it out of a pilsner glass versus a shaker pint. And you'll notice a difference because there have been glasses that are created for certain beer styles. Um, we use at Heater Allen, we use just like a generic stein. These are really um, cool looking. Which is for, uh, yeah, um, just for a lot of lager beers. Um, but there are... Pilsner glasses, Hefeweizen glasses, IPA glasses now. 
and it's just it's it's a whole different world of experience drinking out of a good glass so yeah you know what and i i had some i was a little dubious about that in the past uh but then when it was kind of explained to me it makes a lot of sense because it is going to change how it uh, the glassware how it goes into the mouth so which where it's going to hit on the tongue mm-hmm. when the when and how the aromas are going to stir in the glass and hit on the nose which is a big part of taste of course yeah so a lot of these things really I, I mean the glass can make a huge huge difference you're spot on um so i will i will agree with that because <laughs> i i tried to say no and then somebody said okay this glass and this glass and and i had to say okay <laughs> yeah you are right. Yeah, there's a at the craft brewers conference. I went to a talk where a glass producer. Granted, they were also trying to sell their glasses, but of um, <laughs> but they did a tasting of like a the same beer in a shaker pint and then in one of their glasses. And I had never really thought that much about it before. And after that, I was just like, wow, this is. <laughs> That's amazing. That does make a huge difference. Yeah. And I never thought about it, but those are the exact glasses they use to shake cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. I did not realize that that was its sole purpose. I yeah. guess I had assumed that it was a beer glass that they were repurposing. Yeah. But it's the exact opposite. And they're easy. Like, I understand in a way why, like, bars and restaurants use them. They're, they're, they stack really easy. You have, like, one standard rack, yeah, that you can put them in. And so I understand why they use them, but... I'm always a little bit dubious of going to a brewery and they're serving out of a shaker pint. (laughs) It's just one of my, yeah, just a little bit of a, again, me getting on my high horse. So that's all right. That's all right. They're cheap. So I understand that from a business point of view. (laughs) Yep. Yep. But if you're at home and or maybe you're a brewery out there, maybe splurge a little bit. And and I actually have found, I mean, I've got some really nice wine. I've got everyday wine glasses and then some really nice ones. And I've got actually a a really nice uh, whiskey glass now. I've got other kind of glassware. I'm going to have to get some nice beerware now because I think all I have are shaker pint glasses <laughs> that's okay I, I used to have i used to have a ton as well i've slowly gotten rid of mine so <laughs> okay well i will i will uh, i will replace mine oh uh, quick question on that though while we're talking about it yeah does the temperature of the glass matter because i know that some people will freeze them and have them ready to go is that actually going to make a dramatic difference um, temperature of glass not really temperature of beer will um, make a difference in the tasting um, so certain beer styles are served, are meant to be served at colder temperatures. Certain styles are meant to be served like closer to room temperature, especially if you're looking at like traditional German ales, uh, or ger- English ales, sorry, not German ales. <laughs> I'm yep. used to saying traditional German beer style beer. So, so yeah, you got to just, well, um, I just called it a wine tasting. And yeah. 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 Drinking beer, so it's all good here. <laughs> But yeah, so the glass doesn't, I know some people like a frosty glass. One thing that I think actually does help is uh, rinsing the glass out with a little bit of water just to make sure um, you're getting any dust out of there and stuff Mm. like that. Um, And a tiny bit of water isn't going to really affect the beer if there's a little bit left in the glass. It's a good beer. It shouldn't make a difference, right? That little. Yeah. In In the tap room here, we the glassware gets kind of warm. So in the summer, if it's really hot in here, we, we will put it in the fridge, but you don't have to. <laughs> it's okay. just, it just pours like you get. So as beer gets warmer, the carbonation will come out of solution. So if your if your glass is really warm, then it, your beer might, you might see your beer being like really foamy. And so that, that can affect 
Okay. That, but... So a matter of fact, but it's not like it's not critical. Okay, <laughs> but it is kind of fun and cool. Yeah. Maybe ish. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, you know, cool. if you like a cold, if you dry, if you like a frosty mug, drink out of a frosty mug. <laughs> well, yeah, do what you like. <laughs> yeah, obviously, exactly. but I was just kind of curious if that actually would affect because we know the type of glass will. And yeah. I was wondering if the temperature glass will, and it, it may have a minor effect, but nowhere near as much as the proper glassware mm-hmm. will. Yeah. Okay. True. Noted. Anything Anything else to share? Any I think other? that's it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, they can get more information about Heater Allen. HeaterAllen.com or um, we're on the social medias, uh, Facebook, and our Instagram is at Heater Allen Beer. So, okay. yeah. And the tasting room where we are now is in McMinnville, Oregon. So if you're yeah. in the area stop by check the hours though yeah we're open um we just switched recently switched to our winter hours so we're open fridays um two to six and then saturday we are open noon to six noon to six so yeah okay awesome and then of course unsophisticated palette is at the unsophisticated palette.com uh rate us give us stars tell a friend uh all that other fun stuff uh, and until next time drink responsibly yeah, cheers cheers